0: Highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you.
1: So when you retire and you have property and you invest and God forbid the market does well, I should give you almost half of my money. Are you out of your mind? You're out of your mind. Half of my money? I worked hard for it and you get to take it because I have it? That's garbage. What you're telling me is that I should not try to become rich. I shouldn't try to make more money. I shouldn't try to take care of my family. I should just live off the STEMI.
0: Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Allyship.
1: If somebody tells me one more time to let other people be an ally, I might get arrested. People already think that we're useless. People already think that we don't have the ability to do anything for ourselves, so they have to help us. And I don't understand that. African-Americans can do things for themselves. They can build businesses, hire people, create jobs, invest, make money, buy houses. We can do all these things.
0: Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. I'm not gonna get into voting laws. Oh, we gotta change the voting laws. It's racist for black people.
1: Why is it only racist for black people? Everybody else vote? Oh, you think black people is too
0: stupid to get an ID card? Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. What's up, Benjamin? You doing all right? I'm amazing. I guess so. Uh, I'm excited to have the Chief Marketing Officer of State Fair Park, Miss Jennifer Puentes. Jennifer, how are you? Hello, Jennifer. How are you guys doing? We're good. How are you? So State Fair is coming up in about, what, about I think a week from today, right?
2: A week from today, we open our gates, which is crazy. You guys, we, we did not get a fair last year, and I know we're all excited to get back together and do all the things we love to do at State Fair.
1: And so how many people do you expect to be coming through the gates this year?
2: You know, we're, we're really not sure. I think there's people that are really excited to come out to the state fair. And I, and I think there's going to be some people that are a little hesitant as well, just with, you know, kind of COVID and some of those things. And, and we respect that. If, if this is not the year you choose to come to the fair, we understand. But if you're ready, we're, we're ready for you.
1: And so you've got all the rides and all the food and all the band. Now, I got to say, I have to say, you have some outstanding groups coming this year. I'm jealous.
2: I, I'm excited. I am excited. My honestly, my uh, childhood dreams coming true with uh, Boys to Men and Genuine coming to the fair. Wow!
1: Now I have to I so have to excited. argue a point
2: because
1: <laughs> you all said that they're the greatest R and B group ever. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Well, I just argue that nine year old me who is part of a fan club <laughs> my nine year old self thinks they're still one of the greatest bands of all time.
1: Okay, I guess I have to give it to you. And I guess since you're the marketing <laughs> boss, I guess you, you you get to say what's right and what's not. So and so and so stay f- well,
2: or at least my nine year old self, right?
1: That's true. That's true. You can't argue with a with a child, right? They're always right. Always right. And so how many years has the fair been around?
2: So, this will be the 170th edition of the Wisconsin wow. State Fair. In 170 years, we've, we have been on State Fair Park in West Dallas since 1892. So, we've been around for quite some time. And you've only not had the fair, what, like four times? It's that four or five times we've had it. This last year in 2020 was the first time we canceled it in 75 years. Now, wow. that's longer than most of us have been alive right that is true you know 75 years so all of us know our summers with state fair
1: wow and so is there anything we need to be on the lookout in terms of how we buy tickets how we pay for tickets how we come into the fair is that all touchless now or do we pay cash credit cards how how, does that work
2: these are great questions. And these are some of the biggest changes that we're seeing this year for the fair. So uh, if you're going to buy your tickets at the gate, your parking and admission will be credit card only. Um, that is so we can try to make the lines a little bit shorter and also encourage some touchless experiences. But never fear, uh, your favorite food vendors, if you want to go get your corn or your cream puffs or your corn dogs, uh, they will be accepting cash at most of our vendor locations. Another change this year is that Um, Our gates open at 11 a.m. I know people usually like to get to the fair in the morning, but, um, you know, we've had some staffing shortages as well, and this is what we need to do to make the fair the best experience possible. So 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day, with the exception of the last Sunday, which is August 15th, that will be 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Now this and all other information is at wisatefairs.com.
1: And so, Basically, you've cut about, over over the course of 11 days, you've only really cut about 10 or 15 hours out of the fair.
2: It, it really is not that many. And, and, yeah. and, and like I said, I know there's a lot of people that like to come in the morning, but we're just... We're really trying to do the best we can. Plus, we need that little extra time overnight to make sure things are really nice and clean, making sure we go through and and have the highest level of sanitation in the park. So, um, you know, there's only 11 days to experience the Wisconsin State Fair. So let's focus on the 12 hours a day you can come and really enjoy it.
1: And you've had some construction of some new things on the fair park. So you care to comment about some of the the great new uh, areas you have coming up?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a really cool new thing for us is uh, in the area where the giant slide is or the or the big corn stand is, um, we have taken that area and given it a whole new facelift. So added a whole bunch of seating to this area, um, added some really fun swings. We had a project that was underground that we were leaking a you know, hundreds of gallons of water on a daily basis. So we needed to pick some things underground, which made us a more beautiful above ground, too. So it will be a really, really great area for people to sit and relax and people watch.
1: And so how will parking be?
2: So parking, like I said, we encourage you to buy your parking in advance if you have a certain day you want to come or to guarantee that you can get into park. Um, You know, we can park right on the Milwaukee Mile. Our parking entrance is open at 1030 each day. And then certainly there's lots of areas throughout the fair park that, um, you know, in the surrounding neighborhoods that you can actually park on the street and walk in. I know a lot of people do that. Um, unfortunately, the freeway flyers are not running to state fair this year, but you can still take Milwaukee County Transit straight to the fair park uh, and get in very easily that way as well.
1: All right. Anything else you care to
2: add? You know, I, I we're just, we're so excited to see everyone. We're so excited to welcome everyone back to the fair. And, you know, I... I I hope everyone is excited as we are for the fair, and it's August 5th through the 15th. Um, If you have not gotten your fair tickets yet, all of our deals and discounts go through this Saturday. You can find those at wistatefair.com.
1: All right. Thank you much, Jennifer Puentes, Chief Marketing Officer, Wisconsin State Fair Park. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks so much. We'll see you at the fair.
1: All right. Take care. I still say it's not boys to men. I, I can't I can't give it to him out of all the R&B groups, out of all the all the, the groups that are in the entire diaspora of black music. Boys to men. OK. Well,
0: I guess we can just say it wasn't me singing. More of the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is next on 1017 The truth, the truth app and 1017TheTruth.com.
3: Hey. Oh. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I'm taking my freedom.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. And I'm excited to say my second guest in studio is none other than the great Mark Thomas CEO of Red Cross. Now I always mess it up. So it's Red Cross of Southeastern Wisconsin region. It's
3: American Red Cross, uh-huh. Wisconsin region.
1: OK. I told you I mess it up every time. I just <laughs> I'll just be. How are you, sir? Good to see you.
3: Man, I'm, I'm doing great. It is such a blessing. A to be in the studio. Uh, B, to be in the studio with you, and for me, uh, to be in the studio with Ben Jammin'. Um, This is a heck of a day for me.
1: I get no love whatsoever. Everybody wants to see Ben. See?
3: You see how it goes? Well, I I gave you love first, but you, you, you know, Dr. Ken Harris, that sounds so (laughs) uh, prestigious and smart and scary, but Ben Jammin' just sounds like somebody that I can just relate to right away. That's my man, Ben Jammin'. And for all the ladies out there, he has some great hair, too. Been jamming up. with the good hair.
1: I'm going to sit over here and cry. I'm going to just sit up. No. So it's, it's great to see you. I haven't seen you in quite a while. I see you on, like, teams and all this. So I have to be transparent. I sit on the board. I'm a board member of the American Red Cross. And, and we sure appreciate that. Thank you for your service. And it's, it's, it's a great time. Uh, it's hard work, let me tell you. Volunteering is hard. But when you see how hard people work it's easy and that that doesn't really sound right but when you look at all the cogs and all the wheels that move in american Red cross and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to have you in because it's it's such a it's such a huge operation but it's also such a vital operation that i don't think a lot of people especially in the black community really grasp what the american Red cross does and so but but before we do that tell me about you. What like what's your connection to Wisconsin? How how'd you get here? How'd you get this job as the you know the biggest title in the room, chief executive officer.
3: <laughs> well, thanks again and I appreciate you having me here. <clears throat> um, so I am a uh, lifelong Wisconsinite, uh, born in uh, Racine but raised, see, Benjamin is from Racine. So <laughs> there you go. And, but raised in, in Milwaukee on the north side, and so uh, uh, spent many of my years working uh, in, for corporate America in the media business and actually spent not time in this studio, but I walked these halls a few times as they were a partner. I worked at the newspaper, and so mm-hmm. the newspaper and TMJ4 at the time uh, were, all, were partners. So spent a lot of time uh, kind of going back and forth, uh, and um, after that, one of the things that working in the corporate world kind of allowed me to do was to have some time to give back to my community. You know, I grew up in the vicinity of 27th and Fond du Lac, and um, I don't have to get on any soapbox and tell you about uh, our zip code and how it compares to other zip codes, but um, at the time it was home, it was fun, I had some great years and memories, and we just had a reunion on, on the Clark Street Playground. Wow. On the fourth of july wow you should have been there and and for your listening audience i want people to know we had laughs we had fellowship we had no mm-hmm. drama um and uh you know those things happen all the time so um one of the things that uh, i was allowed to do was to you know try to give back and um you know serving on various boards and being involved in uh, things that help other folks even when in my first job as a news carrier I felt like I was helping people because I was delivering the news and I was helping them stay on top of things. Um, After my corporate life, I worked at places, um, uh, nonprofits, uh, where we help people, Boys and Girls Club, working with our young folks. Um, You know, the the Sojourner Family Peace Center, which is where I came immediately before this role. Uh, We work with um, families and victims of domestic violence and the perpetrators. Mm -hmm. So helping people. Okay. I think, has been in my DNA. And so when I had the opportunity to come to the American Red Cross and I saw their mission statement, we helped, um, you know people that are impacted by disaster. Uh, that, that just rang with me. And so I'm, okay. I've been here about three years, and I'm really enjoying myself.
1: So you are the CEO of American Red Cross here. And there's maybe one or two bosses between you and, like, the top – of an entire organization. And so people hear American Red Cross, but they don't really know what the Red Cross does. And so I really didn't you know I think, you know, every now and then I see him at a fire and I might, you know, give blood, every you know, just just in passing. But then joining the board and actually hearing the data and just all the things you do, what exactly do you cover in a community like Milwaukee?
3: Mm-hmm. So um You know, the American Red Cross, we've been around for well over 140 years, um, but helping people in a lot of different ways. So, and it's interesting and coincidental that we're here today after all the the weather that we had yesterday. Right. Because today was a busy day for the American Red Cross and employees and their volunteers. Um, So disasters, your floods, your fires, your tornadoes, um, your wildfires, your ice storms, when people are um, temporarily homeless or they're impacted by those, um, you know, that's what most people know about the Red Cross. You see it on television throughout the country and throughout the world. A big disaster happens and you see the American Red Cross vest or you see the American Red Cross um, trucks coming out. But there's a lot of other things that um, um, we do on a regular basis. Um, the American Red Cross, unbeknownst to an, a number of folks, we collect about 40% of the nation's blood. So there's blood drives, multiple blood drives every day, um, life-saving blood that's being collected by the Red Cross and and then shipped on to
1: save lives at hospitals and other um, health agencies. So wait a minute. So in the country, 40% of all the blood?
3: Yes, in the USA, 40% of all the blood is collected by the American Red Cross.
1: But that's not what you're known for.
3: That's, well, you know, that's, that's an opportunity for us to, I guess, do a a, a, a better job or for me mm-hmm. to do a better job in, in taughting that and letting people know. Um, we also have a very large uh, training s- services program. So we're um, teaching folks uh, CPR, mm-hmm. um, individuals and companies. We're doing it both at your location or at our location. Um, did you know that we um, are involved in uh, a swim program where we're here in Milwaukee, we're teaching families and young people how to swim. Um, again, uh, people dying from uh, drowning, especially in the African-American community, is higher Absolutely. than other communities. So um, we're doing that. And I also would say um, we're working with our military, the military, uh, and uh, men and women who are serving, and their families. So we're reconnecting people from uh, when they're overseas, or if someone um, uh, has a challenge, someone is overseas and they have a death in the family we're working with those families on both um, their mental health approach to that death and sometimes we are helping them uh, get transported from one place to the next so that they can um, honor their loved ones
1: and so what what portion of all that intersects with the black community and then with that which which component impacts us the most <laughs>
3: I would say everything that I just mentioned impacts the black community because, you know, I know that we have uh, African-American or black veterans. I know that, uh, you know, we have people all over that are swimming. And we surely, you know, sickness and illness mm-hmm. knows no bounds. So right. there are people that are getting a, a knee transplant or a hip transplant or um, in, in uh, you know, some cases where someone has been victimized uh, due to violence. they They desperately need that blood. Um, that we are collecting and, and using with them, and then when I talk about floods and fires and tornadoes, you know, last night was a was a prime example. We had bad weather, and, and it impacted places like the Fox Valley and Oshkosh and, and Oconomowoc and in, uh, Jefferson County. Um, it may not have impacted downtown or the east side, south side or north side as much, but um, there's. There's a fire practically every day in the in yeah. Milwaukee County that we're supporting people who get um, have a loss of home and sometimes loss of life due to fires.
1: Do you ever get a day off? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, with, with all the things that you do, um,
3: well, I, you know, I would right. be remiss if I didn't yeah. stop right here and 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 not answer that question, but answer it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would be um, nothing without my wonderful staff, and um, thousands of volunteers. So did you know that about 90% of the work done by the Red Cross is through volunteers and not paid employees? Right. Yeah. So when um, when I took this job and they were talking about you're going to be the CEO of the state of Wisconsin and you served all these people and they were throwing numbers at me that had my eyes rolling, I said, boy, this is a big job. And they said, I said, well, how many staff and someone they said 50
2: and I thought, <laughs> well, 50 in
3: Milwaukee. They said, no, 50 statewide. But you have over twenty three hundred volunteers. Wow. And these volunteers are very dedicated and we would be absolutely nothing without our, without our volunteers.
1: And, and it's funny because the Red Cross, the American Red Cross covers everything and everyone. And it's one of those few times in life where race doesn't matter socioeconomic doesn't matter whether you have a big house or a small house or an apartment. The Red Cross seems to always be those folks there for disaster. And so I guess, I guess one, one of the things I wanted to talk about is blood is such a significant point. I am like literally blown away by the fact that 40% of all the blood in America comes from the American Red Cross. And you see the Red Cross and you think blood – But you don't really connect the dots as it relates to it. How much? I guess I I have to ask because you know, how much blood does the black community give to the American Red Cross, and is that something we need to work on? Well,
3: the black community um, definitely supports the American Red Cross from Mm -hmm. a blood um, blood. Collection perspective, we have many African Americans who are working in organizations who spearhead blood drives. You know, we we have lots of community partners um, where where um, again Black people are encouraging others to uh, give blood. Um, And and at the same time, we're working with, um, you know, sororities and fraternities throughout Milwaukee and some of the other uh, metropolitan areas to try to uh, continue to have them support us. Mm -hmm. I spoke uh, before the pandemic, I spoke at a a local church where we were um, uh, soliciting for volunteers and also uh, blood donors. So so they do play a, a significant role in our overall blood collection. But it is, it, it, proportionately, it is not as strong as in the non-black uh, communities. And mm-hmm. so that's uh, one of the things that um, I take on as a personal challenge, but we have taken on as a, an organizational challenge to see how we can increase. Actually, our goal is to triple the amount of African-American blood that we um, uh, collect in, in five years, triple from what it is now. And so right now, um, the number is about... Three percent of our blood collected is through African-Americans. And that is not, um, of course, in alignment with the uh, population of African-Americans.
1: And so how much blood do they use then?
3: <laughs> well, um, I'm not a doctor or scientist, and I don't have right, that number. Right. But I would say, um, you know, from a proportion perspective, we probably keep up with the population. Um, I, I wouldn't surmise that black individuals are any sicker than than uh non-black so mm-hmm. we use more than three percent that right, is for Darnshire, right, right
1: right and so that's the key point point. and so when we come back we want to talk about how can black people in the state of wisconsin figure out a way to give you say it three times as much triple the amount triple the amount well exactly. that's only nine i'm um, no <laughs> uh, we have to get to at least 20 percent well i like the way you think
3: you we think have to get
1: to at least 20 percent <laughs> you're listening to truth in the afternoon my guest is mark thomas ceo of american red cross of wisconsin we'll be right back this associated bank sports update on 1017 the truth is powered by espn milwaukee I'm Nick Van Wagenen. Packers training camp continues today with a familiar face back in the fold. With his hand around his shoulder, Devontae Adams escorting Randall Cobb out of the Don Hudson Center and onto the practice field today in Green Bay. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur.
2: I got a chance to meet him uh, for the first time last night in the locker room. Uh, There was a lot of excitement in the locker room, and I just can't wait to kind of get him immersed in in what we're doing and get them out on the field to pittsburgh where the brewers look to get the brooms out as they go for a sweep of the pirates coverage starts from pnc park at 5 30 tonight
1: and the nba draft takes place this evening for once bucks fans interest is at an all-time low for good reason they hold pick number 31 in the first round this sports update presented by
2: associated bank probably supporting our hometown teams
0: member fdic This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, live from the American Family Insurance Studios in Radio City. Our guest is Mr. The magnanimous, the stupendous, the... (laughs) Shake his head, no. Uh, Mark Thomas, CEO of American Red Cross of Wisconsin. That's a mouthful right there.
3: Of Wisconsin. And you did it well and eloquent and correct.
1: Oh, he's trying to make up for the magnanimous and the stupendous and the phenomenal and the. <laughs> we were we, we were talking about blacks giving blood, three percent, and you want to triple that, which is like what three times three is nine. Let's try for twenty.
3: I'm good with that. I'm let's, good with that.
1: Let's let's identify some uh, organizations that we can figure out. Can you just give blood? Because. You know, we could do one big one or we can do a lot of little ones. But I think, you know, if it adds up to 10, it's 10. If it adds up to 20, it's 20. Right. So I, I think that'd be great. But we we were talking about one of the things and one of the catalysts. You have a project coming up in September that, that you will use to create um, a catalyst for African-Americans giving blood. And I think it's something that very few of us don't know about. And so can, can you tell us something about that?
3: Yeah. So in um, uh, later this year, we will be kicking off something at the Red Cross that we call closing the sickle cell gap. <clears throat> and we have um, recognized that sickle cell and sickle cell anemia um, is something that is uh, impacting uh, a, a vast population of African-Americans. And through our blood donation program, we um, know that. The more blood we can collect, the more lives we can save. And again, I am not a scientist or a doctor, but I'm learning a lot about um, sickle cell. And one of the things that I've learned is if a sickle cell patient, they can get a transfusion from anyone. But if they get transfused blood from a fellow African-American or a person with African descent, that blood... Um, impacts them even a little more positively. I've tried to summarize it to some people, saying if a black person receives a blood transfusion from another black person and they have sickle cell, it's kind of the difference between getting premium gas and getting regular regular gas. gas. Both work, but the premium is a little better. And I I never knew that, that um, due to the lineage and heritage and, you know, again, through through all of the um, sciences, those... Things that are in the makeup of African American blood work better and help uh, faster
1: with a, a patient that has sickle cell, and so that's something that's dear to me. You know, Mark asked me being transparent and all. Uh, I have sickle cell trait, and so when I was growing up and when I got married, they always watched me because there's a there's a chance I was told that you could go into full blown sickle cell, and I was like, hmm. I don't know. But because technology has changed and science has changed so fast, I still have to be careful because every now and then I have a few of the symptoms that you might have with it. But it's so important in the black community that when I was getting married, in order to get a marriage license in the city of Chicago, you had to have a sickle cell test. You had to go take the sickle cell test because what happens is if you marry someone who also has the trait – there's a significant chance that your child will be born with sickle cell anemia, Right. And I haven't heard a lot about that recently. You know, so my, how
3: did you find out that you had the trait? That's one of the questions I have for you. I'm going to interview
1: you. Well, a in, bit the, in the way back when I was born in the 1960s, they tested children for sickle cell. Okay. And that was one of the things they did. Because since
3: April, the, um, the red cross has been testing their blood um, at a blood drive if you identify as African- American or of African descent and you come to one of our blood drives we've um, been testing our blood for a sickle cell trait and so far Correct. we've we've done thousands of those tests uh, and again just to try to educate mm-hmm. um, folks and, and um, you know not to get deep into the science for people for your listening audience those additional tests cost us money. Mm-hmm. But we've made that investment to invest in the additional test just to um, have better data and have a better understanding as to who um, um, we're, we're working with and who we're dealing with and how we can help in any way that we can.
1: And I gave blood in May or June, you know, and I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, I gave blood before and, you know, I get the, the phone calls and the emails. Hey, we need you to get blood, your blood type. We need it. We need it. And then I gave it and literally the next day or two, I get an email back, with which shocked me detailed information. You've got this. You've got sickle cell trait. You've got this. You know these. You've got this. You got this. And I thought that's information everybody needs. But the only way you can get it is to give blood. Is to donate. Is right. to donate.
3: And I got the same email, um, and then two weeks later, I got a text. Yep, telling me yep. that my blood was on the way to the hospital. Wow! Basically, which hospital uh-huh. I was going to. So, I mean, due to HIPAA, it, it can't, they can't—they can only go so far. Correct. But we're letting people know what, where their blood is making a difference and, mm-hmm. and how.
1: How 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 many people do your services serve in in, in in the course of a year? How many contacts you've got? You know, twenty. You know. Two thousand some odd volunteers. How how many people do they make contact with in the course of a year?
3: Like tens of thousands, um, <clears throat> and I can tell you that you know just in the last year or so in the state of Wisconsin, we've mm-hmm. helped over forty five hundred people um, due to disasters. Um, we've had um, ninety thousand some wow. odd blood donors. Wow, and <clears throat> and then over thirty five hundred um, military. Individuals or their family members mm-hmm. um, have served, and that's just kind of a, a, a typical year. I would also add that in the last six months, um, unfortunately, we've had a rash of apartment fires in the Greater Milwaukee area. Right. So we've we've seen our numbers increase, and maybe some of that's due to COVID and people being in the home and having access to um, um, you know smoking materials and things that start fires. Uh, we've we've just seen more activity um, with fire. So, so we continue to be very uh, diligent on training people um, and wow. educating them on fire
1: prevention. But tens of thousands of people are, are, are being served. So what are the barriers in our community for giving blood? I mean, I, I, I hate to keep going back to it. I know disaster is important, but blood seems to be. For me, blood equates to life. Mm-hmm. What are some of the barriers that 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 you hear of people saying why they don't want to give?
3: well, um one of the large ones is um the fear of the the process and and the fear of the unknown. If I can just kind of walk you through it, I had those same fears. you know mm-hmm. I hadn't given blood uh, until my adulthood life, and you know just based on things that I heard in the barber shop or in my community. But from the time that I showed up to a blood drive, it was less than an hour, and I was gone. Mm -hmm. I sat. I answered a few questions. They pricked my finger to take a blood sample that didn't hurt at all. Um, I uh, sat at a table and and basically something similar to when I give blood at the doctor's office, when they say, you know, you need to draw blood. I had a little prick. Next thing I know, I'm hooked up to the machine. I was probably there for 10 minutes, squeezing a ball, talking and laughing with my phlebotomist. That's what they call the folks that are taking the blood. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, they actually have you sit, similar to what happened with the um, vaccination shot. You have to sit for maybe 10 minutes so they can monitor you. But, um, you know, they were giving me snacks. So I was eating a a chocolate (laughs) chip cookie and having an apple juice. And, and, you know, some of these blood drives, they can be real elaborate because at some of the uh, companies or churches people put out full spreads i've i've gone to blood drives where it's a full italian dinner so when you're done donating um you know you can you can nourish yourself but but the fear of the whole process mm-hmm. and needles people think about oh man the needle is like six feet tall and it's not <laughs> it's it's no different than if you give blood at the doctor's office and even if you are squeamish about that it's one stick in your arm and um The one donor uh, giving blood is equating to about saving three lives. The amount of blood that you give is really going to save three lives. So I just challenge people to say, hey, that's a fear that can be overcome,
1: knowing what the end game is. Right. Before we go to break, Power Red. So every time I've given, I've always given Power Red, right? The you want to give. Can you explain what that is and why that's important in giving blood? <laughs> um, not not in the scientific right, sense. Right. I
3: cannot explain it. Right. Um, I can tell you that if you went to our website, um, uh, uh, redcross.org, mm-hmm. um, and, and we have a lot of FAQs and information on blood. But um, uh, just to try to talk about Power Red, Power Red is a process in which um, your, your blood gets um, drawn and then, and then, kind of processed, somewhat processed there, um, and and then we take the platelets, I believe, um, and utilize those, um, uh, you know, with people that are severely injured and right. need the, the help. Not everyone can qualify for Power Red. Um, it has a lot to do with the timing of when you give blood and your own um, uh, physical state. But um, yeah, there, there, there's a apheresis machine, I can say the word, I can't tell you <laughs> can't what, it does, what it does, <laughs> but um, you, you get hooked up to the apheresis machine. Right. I will say the big difference between a Power Red and a regular donation is the Power Red donation is probably about 20 minutes longer. Right. So, you know, when people say, well, how long should I budget? I say 45 minutes to an hour for a donation, um, an hour to an hour and a half oh, right. for Power Red.
1: and And it's one of those things that I remember that if you want your blood to have its maximum impact. That's what you would do. Mm -hmm. And so I qualified, and so every time, because now I don't give blood as often because you have to have time in between it to become replenished, but I thought having sickle cell trait and understanding and knowing the importance of blood is to human life, I thought that was the least I could do. But I would say,
3: you know, I know we're going to break... We need to walk before we run. And and before we get to Power Red, I need to get more people just to say, I can come and spend 50 minutes and just make a donation. And just make a donation. And that's
1: all it is. And so when we come back, we'll look at at how blood seems to be a one-off for black people and how we can really get it moving. And we'll get some final thoughts from Mark Thomas. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris.
0: This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 Truth, The Truth App, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're here with the great Mark Thomas, CEO of the American Red Cross of Wisconsin, uh, talking about all sorts of things with blood and disaster and the black community and how we can connect those two and sickle cell anemia and all those things. But there's there seems to be a one-off with black people in terms of really understanding the need to give blood. But then the other side to that are those myths that go with you know okay well they're doing you know all the conspiracy theories can you speak to that <laughs> yeah the, the microphone there the, we go the
3: conspiracy theory piece um, is definitely something that comes up periodically similar mm-hmm. to with the the vaccination um, and I can tell you that um, you know I, I i I don't rewrite history and I, I surely don't. Uh, tell people that what happened in the Tuskegee experiment wasn't true. Um, but what I what I share with folks is that um, we we only use our blood for um, the reason where it's meant to be, and that's to save lives. Right. The testing that, that we do with the blood is really testing the blood and not necessarily to do any kind of tracing or whatnot. And, you know, some of that is just educate, educating the public and make sure that they have a higher comfort level. I use um, as many people that have given blood successfully and will be willing to talk about it. I use them to help spread the word, too. Um, <clears throat> you You were talking about blood being a, a, a one-off for black people, um, how do I try to address that? You know, I talk about the impact, the impact mm-hmm. of being a donor. Again, up to three lives that a person can save. Um, and, and, and I think we all know someone who may have gone through chemotherapy or maybe they're a sickle cell patient or, or someone who's just been in a serious accident, a car crash. Um, those are your uh, people who need the uh, the blood. And um, our job is to try to have enough blood on that shelf where, where we would never put a hospital or a doctor or wow. anyone in a situation where they can say, w- we can't serve you right now because there's a shortage of blood. And so um, if 3% of our blood is coming from 17 18 20 30 percent of our population we we know that there's got to be things we can do um, to increase that so want again my challenging goal is to mobilize as many people that I can um, to to help do that and 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 have partnerships with other organizations through our community uh, be them businesses nonprofits churches, um, sororities, fraternities, and maybe, um, you know, see how we can uh, have some fun doing it. You know, I know in the past we used to have a uh, firefighters versus police officer kind of fundraising thing for the Red mm-hmm, Cross. Mm-hmm. Well, why couldn't we have, um, a, well, nationally, uh, we just finished um, a, a Battle of the um fraternities and sororities. We didn't have all of the African-American fr- uh, fraternities and sororities, but we did have about 10 of them. Um, they were uh, uh, going in competition with one another to see who could um, uh, mobilize and generate uh, enough the most blood. And so that's something that I think we could do here um, in the in the Milwaukee area.
1: I would be glad to help you with both of those, but I think you should get retired firefighters and retired police. To lead the charge for the ones that are working
3: that's a that's a great that's a great opportunity a great thought and i would also like to use those same retired police officers and retired firefighters maybe even to be uh volunteers um absolutely. to help us absolutely uh, uh you know we didn't talk a lot about disasters and fires but um people should know that when there's a fire you know the red cross um, we our, our mantra is that we try to connect with those families within a few short hours mm-hmm. um, and many times it's in person and sometimes it's not but uh, to have enough volunteers um, who are uh, willing and able to take a shift um, on a weekend or overnight um, you know that's that's another area of opportunity where uh, I, I always say to people you can help your your fellow uh, community by you know just volunteering a few hours a month. And we will train you uh, to do that. You can volunteer at a blood drive. uh, So you can be a, of course, money is always a good thing that people can give us. But notice, I didn't didn't bring that up until the end. What I'm really looking for are people that are willing to give of themselves, donate blood, donate some of your time, become a volunteer, or help us mobilize other volunteers.
1: Okay. Any final thoughts that you want to share regarding the American Red Cross?
3: I would say, um, you know, you mentioned it earlier, Dr. Harris, the Red Cross knows no um, bounds, no socioeconomic uh, boundary. Black, white, old, young, tall, short, rich, or poor, when you're in trouble, when you're in need, we're there to help. Um, And we can only do that um, through the power of our volunteers. And so um, I want to thank all the people who have volunteered, who currently volunteer. Um, I didn't mention Gwen Jackson, who passed away uh, about a year and a half ago. She was one of our top all-time volunteers, and I know many people in the community uh, know Gwen. I I don't believe I'd be sitting in this chair with this title. Uh, I stand on her shoulders, wow. um, and we need more uh, individuals, more people that look like you and I, that are willing to step forward um, and 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 help us uh, mobilize to. Close the sickle cell gap, and to have enough volunteers where we can service people in every community.
1: And so you don't have to to volunteer by giving your blood. You can volunteer your time, your talent, and your treasure to the American Red Cross.
3: Yes, absolutely. You you yeah you, know, you can you can be a tremendous volunteer and never give us a quarter um, uh-huh. because again your time is just as valuable. You know, when I when I talk about donors, I don't just talk about the financial donors. I talk about blood donors. Right. I talk about people that donate their time
1: because all of those things together is what makes it all happen. Thank you Mark Thomas, CEO of American Red Cross of Wisconsin. We're at the end of our day. I I appreciate you coming in. Hey, I appreciate being here and uh, Man, Ben is Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Never miss a show by streaming us on multiple platforms. You can check out this interview on 1017thetruth.com to scroll down to interviews, and you'll be able to check it out. Download the Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Of course, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. You're listening to Truth in Afternoon. Thank you, Ben Jammin. Appreciate you. Anytime. All right. Take care.